Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I am your host, Otis, and I am joined by Katie. Hi. Emma. You woo. And Micah. Wait, who told you? (laughs) So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of The Visit. Grandma's rules. One, have a great time. Two, eat as much as you want. Three, don't ever leave your room after 9.30 p.m. (laughs) Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 218 Goddamn. of this illustrious podcast. And if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook for now. At Allentown Presents. They, I'm t- they keep warning me that it's going to happen. So sooner or later, we won't have one. That's <laughs> okay. Pretty soon, we'll be able to put music back on our profiles. So, you know, full circle. Hell yeah, Zanga, baby. I saw someone's profile just recently that had fucking music playing on the front of it. And I was confused. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> MySpace. It's probably like a beta kind of thing. Let people test it out. I guess. So this is chapter five. Of found footage month. And so we actually went with one that is eh, seven years old, but a little bit special to us because it was written, produced, co-produced, directed by our old buddy, old M. Night Shalamanan. He's back in pog form. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason that we always smile and laugh about Shalamanan, and I say his name wrong, is because in the mid 2000s he decided to you know be awesome well actually in the early 90s in the late 90s he had some bangers like the sixth sense and unbreakable and signs but not the village because the village sucked the village is (laughs) where for me yeah uh the village is where it starts to separate people i love lady in the water because that was a fairy tale but I still haven't seen that. It, Same. It is damn good. But a lot of people say, that sucked. I'm like, I'm sorry you hate it. It's a really good fairy tale. Actually, a story he came up for his kids and he made it into a movie with a lot of famous people in it. But around 2008, our old boy made a movie called The Happening. And then that's when things started to get a little fucky for him. Yeah, after the happening, he did the last airbender. Also fucking trash. I was I went to the theater and watched that first night. And I've never been I don't think I've ever been that mad in a movie before. It was absolutely terrible. I was pretty mad at Dragon Ball Evolution. (laughs) I (laughs) even though later I I did not go to the theater pirate it at all. Yeah. I was very scared about that one, so I waited. But boy, howdy, I saw that a little bit later. I was like, wow, that's bad. But I... My name is Ong. Yeah. Five seconds in, I was like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Why are we doing this? And I looked around, I was like, is that Why wrong? You, if you pronounce the main character's name wrong, you're fucking up. Yep. And I didn't realize, after the last Airbender, three years goes by, and he came up with another poopy movie called After Earth. So that's the one that was a story by Will Smith and it had his son in it where they're on this other planet and they can't show emotion or the aliens will like sense them. So they have to stay like emotionless. A really cool idea. Just a shitty movie. So after after Earth, a little bit of time goes by and M. Night Shyamalan, I'm not gonna say it right, but he goes through a little bit of a chunk of time where no one really wanted to give him money or actually trust him with a movie you fail that many times in a row people are going to stop believing in you yeah so with this movie he actually funded the visit 
by taking an amount of money against his home. He actually funded it himself. He like took out a second George for this movie. Yeah, because no one trusted that he would make a successful movie. Uh, uh, spoiler, this one did great. So this is the second renaissance of his movies. And he goes from here and he actually has some bangers after this because right after this movie, he does Split and then Glass. Some people didn't really like it. And then Old, which I hear is fucking amazing. And he's working on one that's got like Batista, Rupert Grint in it. And, and Jonathan Groff, apparently it's hmm. post, it's an apocalyptic film, Micah. Hello. And but, Jonathan Groff? Yeah. yeah. So he's he's back on the, you know, he's back on the uptick now, but he came up with a movie called The Visit. And so this one had a original name called Sundowning. And so if you don't know what Sundowning is, that is very important to the film. I will tell you that. But it's uh i'll get into a little bit more but it's just kind of a thing that happens with dementia patients and but i'll explain a little bit later when they explain it in the movie so if you don't know anything about the visit it is a movie about two siblings we've got a brother and a sister and they visit their like estranged grandparents for a five-day visit and all of the adventures that they go through with grandparents that are slowly going something crazy to have dementia yeah yeah and just everything they have to do. it is a <laughs> it's a crazy movie and i there were a lot of levels to it that i absolutely enjoyed with this film mm-hmm. uh, it, it's tough this day and age when you do a found footage film it's really tough and you have to be real sneaky with it just like with host it, it, it's tough and they actually made the found footage angle in this movie work but uh it's a fun one I, I liked it a lot. But Katie, what did you think about The Visit? I really, really liked this film. I also like that Shalamanin has gone back to the guessing game in his movies where there's like a twist and you don't, you're trying to figure out what the twist is the whole time. And I really liked it. This was just a really good film. I like from start to finish, it was good. Uh, Emma? I would have to agree. I will say I'm going to toot my horn, my, my horn, my horn for about three seconds. I 100% paused the movie at 53 minutes and said, I'm going to call this twist right now <laughs> or not 53, 43 minutes. And I said, I'm going to call this shit. And I told Micah X, Y, Z, that's how this is going to end. And he goes, Hmm. And the second it happened, I said, thank you very much. <laughs> well, the only the only reason why I said, hmm, was because I was thinking it was going to be some kind of Hansel and Gretel story. Because that's what yeah. the um, fucking previews made it seem like. Yeah, when she yep. makes her climb into the oven, I went, yep, that's Multiple it. Multiple times there it in is. the oven, yep. But, and then Emma's came true, but. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. I don't know. Maybe it was because. It was supposed to be found footage and it was made by kids and everything. But there were some segments and transitions in that movie that were real rough. And it was it kind of like was a little distracting at times or some of the. Um, I don't know, the reactions in certain situations kind of were just like, um, yeah, meh, I, that, I did not believe that reaction, but OK, I loved it. I no, 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 I'm. I'm I yeah. thought it was good. I also had this like M Night Shyamalan predisposition to be like, okay, well, it's going to be some kind of weird supernatural twist. Then it ended up being like an actual, like I don't know, realistic. Like that, I, I would believe. I mean, it would be hard for that to happen in true real life, but I mean, oh, yeah. that was realistic enough that you know, I was like, oh, okay, all right. But yeah, no, no, no. I I liked the movie. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. There were just some parts in it that were just like, ah, oof. Post production slept uh, blinked on that one. Yeah, that's that's the problem with, I mean, found footage as a genre. Like in Cloverfield, the fact that he was able to hold that camera, albeit he was shaking and giving people seizures, 
the fact that he wouldn't have dropped it at some point and he's like i gotta record all of this oh those monsters are trying to kill us uh, uh, he's running with it on his shoulder i'm like no you would have dropped that at some point and when they and happen. when you reach out to grab somebody who's getting pulled away and you can only use one hand because you got to hold the camera there got to hold the camera yeah mm, so that's what i didn't like about wreck yeah so in this movie there are scenes where they keep cameras in their hands i'm like no that would have fallen like that would not have you would not have gotten to this other room with that camera in your hand. Like someone would have been like, quit that. But uh, that's what I'm saying. In some horror movies to set up the situation, you have to kind of suspend some type of disbelief in it. And I knew with this movie being that they had what, two or three cameras that they were going to have to just, there's always a camera in a corner. And I'm like, how'd y'all set that up? And why are you just talking candidly with cameras just on? That's like me talking to Katie, like Katie, I, like I, I punched a baby yesterday and she's like why and we just have two cameras angled at us huh. at ourselves I'm like why well, why do you have that camera like that you know it just it, i don't know why do you have that camera like that <laughs> but no it's it's fun it's a great idea that's the problem when i i guess i suppose because i mean i've come up with good ideas but when you're praised for having great ideas and you keep tossing out some and then you have to be as good as your first idea. Like, you know, the sixth sense was his first big movie. So he's always being judged against the first one, you know, and at some point you're going to make a poop movie and then you just kind of fall into a hole. But I love this, this movie. Is, is it sixth sense? Good. No, but it's shit. It's better than somebody better than the happening. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> I, I like it. And then he's back doing good movies and it seems like companies are trusting him again to give him money to do stuff which it seems like when he he got more money i don't know the movies weren't as good kind of like the whole great encounter situation it's (laughs) when you you get too much and it's like oh we don't have to try as hard we can use cg and it's like oh that's shitty i'm like yeah i don't know but i i enjoyed it it seemed like everybody else seems to have enjoyed it to some capacity um, yeah, I would like it. There's a reason we haven't haven't really talked about the twist because it's pretty dang good. Like Katie and I thought it was some type of Hansel and Gretel situation, and we're like, oh man, like it was good, but I was like, damn, I want it to be some Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. So, uh, but no, it, it's a fun one. So we'll get through this story. It's a 94 minute movie, so it's it's. And I was surprised. I thought it'd be a little bit longer, you know, just to have some spots but there are some talking situations in it but it, it kind of moves it's not really really outstays its welcome so we have two siblings from philadelphia i think aren't all his movies from philadelphia no signs is like in the middle of kansas or some bullshit okay. like that but i know sixth sense i want to say that was in philadelphia <clears throat> and in the village is like in some national park somewhere that's I bet not- it's uh okay I'll go back through, but he he's probably from Philly. And so he's like, yeah. Um, so we got 15-year-old Becca and 13-year-old Tyler. And they are preparing for a visit to their grandparents. So their divorced mother, Loretta. Hey, it's Catherine Hahn. Good to see you. So she tells them that she is estranged from her parents because of we'll go, get in, something that happened. Yeah, we'll get into it later, <laughs> what goes down. But she hasn't talked. She hasn't talked to them in 15 years, and so uh, she had a husband, and things did not work out. And then the husband left them. So their family is very much splintered and has a lot of issues. And so the children are thinking that they can meet their grandparents and then hopefully figure out why the mom isn't the biggest fan of the grandparents, or just she doesn't want to talk to them anymore. And work this all out and hopefully find some type of peace between the two camps let's see if they find that peace <laughs> when they go so uh but yeah they're gonna make a documentary film because this is their first time meeting their grandparents the first time seeing them because there's no pictures around or anything like that and so they're like hey this would be really cool so beck and tyler they meet their grandparents and they just call them nana and pop pop those are red really flag names. number one yeah those are really cute names so when they meet up at the farmhouse uh they have a couple of rules and 
they're told to never go into the basement because it has mold down there. And Pop Pop's trying to take care of that problem. There's mold down there, children. Don't go into the basement. If someone said that to me, I'm like, I'm going in that goddamn basement. I don't like that. <laughs> so that's but that's just me. And he, and they tell him that the bedtime is at 9:30 every night. And don't leave your room. Like that's just how it is. I'm like, old people go to bed at 9:30. Fuck that. But you know, <laughs> how it works. So at first, the grandparents they seem awesome, and they're talking to him and they're learning about him and eating food from them and they learned that their grandparents they actually volunteer at a psych ward and they're great people people love them but then things start to get weirder and weirder from there the first night i want to say maybe an hour and change after curfew uh becca she wants to get some food she's hungry which makes sense i'm just like you becca and she heads starts to head downstairs and she sees nana by the foot of the stairs just vomiting a lot projectile vomiting just it's bad <laughs> and so she hops back into the room and closes the door you're like well that was a lot i'm going to bed <laughs> and pop pop tells her that she's you know different medicine and she's sick and she's going through things and we're older you know hopefully you know you don't think we're weird or anything it's like no you guys are cool you're just older uh during the day there's a really good scene where the kids they head under the house and they play hide and seek and then nana's just down there and she starts chasing them and she's running on all fours and she's really fucking fast yes uh she straight up said i'm gonna get you becca at that point i was like we're we're done we're i'm i'm gone so much gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was scooting after them and then they like barely hop out and she's like, that was fun. And then Nana just goes inside. And her butt cheek is kind of out because her dress, because she's scooting on all fours for a while. And I was like, and they look at each other like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> just like me and Katie would do. Like, what the f- I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> is that your ass? Yeah. So later on, Tyler, he finds a pile of like, poopy diapers that grandpa has been hiding so he goes into the shed and just something secret is in there and tyler's like i gots to know i gots to know what's in that <laughs> shed he finds what's in the shed poop a lot of it and he's like oh god damn it <laughs> and <laughs> tyler is a bit of a germaphobe because eh, we can get into it now so the children they they both gained some type of hang up because their father left and so Tyler, he explains that there was a, a football game that he was in and he, I guess he was like a defenseman. He's supposed to just stop this play from happening and they would win the game and he freezes up and the, their team loses. And he said, his dad just kind of patted him on the head, didn't say anything. And he doesn't say it, but he doesn't, doesn't not say it. But in his own words, he says that because I fucked that play up, our dad left. And he says, like, oh, people leave all the time. It's just God, you know. that's so fucked up. And so he honestly thinks that him fucking that play up made his dad leave them. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus man. That's, so fucked that's up. not <laughs> that's bad. But he gained a special power from that horrible situation. He's a bit of a germaphobe now. And because and from what I've read about it is that's one thing that he has control in his life. And so he's like, mm-hmm. well, I can control the germs that are on my hands and I can make sure I don't get dirty. And so it's crazy stuff, man. And Becca, she, for some reason, uh, she can't stand to look at herself. And so she's always staying behind camera recording other people. And she, the kids are very close to each other. And she kind of takes this like, I don't know, somewhat of a motherly role to Tyler to make sure he's fine. But yeah, the kids, they, they, they're really bad off. And to the point where Becca won't even acknowledge her dad and she doesn't want to put him in the movie. So it's, it's, it's bad stuff. So they head into town and Pop Pop like swings at this dude because he thinks that the guy is following them. And so obviously little by little, the grandparents, they're kind of falling apart mentally. And every time they ask the other grandparent about 
you know, hey, what's happened to your husband? What's happened to your wife? They're like, oh, it's fine. You know, just medicine. And, you know, it. they just have these weird moments. And they explain that what's probably happening is sundowning. And so what sundowning is, and it's actually a common occurrence in older people. And so mm-hmm. it's confusion and dementia patients during the afternoon and evening. And so that's what Pop Pop explains what happens to Nana. And so it's, he's, he's like at night, you know, she gets her medicine going and then she just kind of goes weird. And that's why you should stay in your room after 930 because that's when the medicine kicks in. So little by little, Tyler's the first one to be like, something's happening here, man. And Becca's like, no, they're just sweet ass old crazy people. They're fine. They talk to their mother a couple of times because she's on a cruise with her boyfriend. And hey, that's so convenient that the webcam got some sticky, like, I don't know what cookie dough on it. Yeah, Nana put something on the webcam and they can't use the webcam. So, you know, can't talk or see people when all it's covered. So they. they, That literally gives me the heebie jeebies, like a worse kind of heebie jeebies. Yeah, it's. So uh, a few people come by the house while Nan and Pop-Pop go on walks and stuff. And they're like, hey, we haven't seen your grandparents come into counseling in a while. Are they, are they all right? It's like, no, we're just hanging out here. And they're like, okay, well, we miss them. So you should you know, come by. And so one woman comes by because she actually helped counsel her. And she brings a blueberry cobbler by. And they have some type of a confrontation. They, the kids can see them yelling. And then they head around the corner to talk about something. And they don't see that lady leave. I wonder where she went. So, so at this point, Becca, she's looking on the internet, working out stuff. And she still doesn't think it's an issue. But she's starting to, she, she has a feeling in her guts that something weird is happening. So Tyler secretly puts one of the cameras in the living room during the night so they can see what Nana's up to. And I think it's one of the coolest jump scare scenes that I've seen mm-hmm. in a while because she's walking through the room, just crazy. And then she ducks down and crawls another way up to the camera and jumps up and like, I don't know, screams at it, grabs the camera, grabs a giant knife, and heads to the children's room and she tries the door she tries to get in and they see the footage later and they're like oh shit she was gonna try to come in there and stab us like nah we gotta go (laughs) so becca and tyler they 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 call their mom they're like you really need to come get us this is this is wild and becca she's able to clean off the webcam and she's like, no, you really need to get us to acting really crazy. And the mom's like, well, where are they? And they aim the webcam at their grandparents. And Loretta's like, wait, who are they? This Nana and Pop Pop, mom. They're like, that's not Nana and Pop Pop. You've been staying with these people this whole week? Like, yeah. Get out of the house. I'm calling the cops. We're on our way. That's not your grandparents. They're like, oh, sweet Jesus. Here's the flip. <laughs> We've Holy been, shit. Yeah, we just been chilling with crazy people. <laughs> oh, madam. So at this point, Tyler and Becca, they are very much trying to stay away as best they can because the grandparents are like, hey, let's let's go do some cool stuff together. Like, nah, I just want to play catch out here just by myself. <laughs> and Why kids are each play catch. Right? Yeah, this, this is how kids play catch, right? <laughs> So the grandparents, the quotation mark grandparents, realizing that the trip's almost over and they were very excited and happy to see their, you know, their children. They're sad because it's the trip's going to end and you guys are going to go away. I was like, I don't like your wording, sir and madam. (laughs) This is all going to end. (laughs) So uh, the teenagers that night, they try to leave the house and I don't know if they saw the dead body. But they see the lady that came to talk to their grandparents. Uh, she is just hanging from a tree outside the front door, a little further in the distance. And Nana and Pop-Pop's like, no, we're going to play a board game together like a family. I'm like, oh, okay. And they play Yahtzee. 
and the tension in these scenes of the kids not wanting to make these crazy people more mad is great because they know they're insane. And at this point, they probably haven't had medicine in probably more than a week. And they're like, fuck, I I just don't want to freak these people out. And Becca gets up because she has to, um, I think she says she has to go to the restroom or something. So she gets up and Tyler sits and plays with his grandparents. And grandma is just destroying cookies, yelling Yahtzee, spitting cookies everywhere. Grandpa shits himself. And he quietly, <laughs> he quietly leaves the room to clean his shitty pants. It, it was the slow motion, like, rumble tummy, farty squirt grossness to, like, the stand up for me. Oh, In yeah. that whole situation, I was like, oh, fuck. He was like, oh, no. I must go now. <laughs> so Becca, she goes into the basement because that's where the mold is. That's where the secrets are, goddammit. And she finds the decomposed corpses of her real grandparents. Oh, no. Along with the uniforms from the crazy house where they worked. So what happened was Nana and Pop Pop, the fake ones, heard from the real Nana and Pop Pop that their kids were coming to visit them. And they're like, dang, I want what you got. Take it. Take these hammers to the brain. Kills them, takes their spot because... Well, Nana always wanted kids, and after she killed her own kids, she wanted some more. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. So they were waiting on the kids to arrive. Pop-Pop grabs Becca and takes her to the bedroom with Nana. And as they're going up the stairs, we see that Tyler's on the ground. So he already got bopped in the head by Pop-Pop, and he's down. So Becca is in the bedroom with Nana, and Nana is having having an issue having an episode up there and runs up on becca and slams her head into a giant mirror and becca has a fight for her life and she actually stabs grandma up real good and kills her in the room i was like good for you and while this is happening pop pop talks to tyler and he's like oh you you're you're freezing up and he takes his dirty diaper off because what you're doing you're crazy and smears his dirty diaper all in Tyler's face. That and dude straight up said, I hear you don't like germs. <laughs> that was the worst part of the entire movie. Yeah. That's pretty fucking gross. Oh my God. Yeah. Heard you don't like germs. Here's a whole diaper of them. I'm like, oh no. So <laughs> uh, Becca, she makes it out of the room and attacks Pop Pop. And so Pop-Pop easily throws her off because he's a big-ass guy and really strong, as, as, we, as we've seen in the movie. And then Tyler remembers his football lines. At first, he started yelling things. And I was like, what is he yelling? He was yelling the positions and the, the stuff to get set because he was, I don't know what position he was. He was some type of, like, offensive lineman or a defensive, something like that. But yeah. he's, he set up to tackle and I thought that was really cool. He, he was a free safety. Yes. Which means his job was to tackle people when they got past the line. That's yep. that's how he explained it. Sweet. So he, so he was yelling, watch the hips, watch the hips, watch the up, arms, wrap them up. up. Yep. That's so cool. He finally snaps out of it. And he, he wraps up Pop Pop and gets him down to the ground. And then Tyler, being a smart person, because Katie and I, we would stomp these old people out. Yep. Um he bashes his head with the refrigerator door. He pulls a kingpin, y'all, and just mushes this man's head in. <laughs> and then the, the, the kids, they run outside, and it's raining real hard. Good for him, because he's got poop on his face. And then their mom shows up with all the cops. And so, holy guacamole. That's great. They didn't die. I'm really happy for him. So, in the aftermath, Becca explains or she learns from her mom what happened. So 15 years ago, uh, Loretta, she had an argument with her parents because she was dating her like a teacher from high school and they got together and then they had the kids later, but the parents did not want that. And they thought that was bad. So she hit her mom and then the dad hit Loretta and then they left and she's like, nope, 
I'm never talking to y'all again because we all just kind of punched each other. <laughs> just looked at each other like, <laughs> what do we do now? And she leaves. And so the mom, she she realized that, yeah, we could have apologized and worked it out. But, you know, it's just she says that don't hold anger inside. It's just not the way to be. And you shouldn't feel this. You shouldn't hold this anger towards your dad. And so we see that her movie, she has footage of her dad in it. And boy, howdy, these kids are fucking tough, man. I'd have I'd had to have a talk or something after this. Like, so Otis, how do you feel? You you, you killed two old people <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. He's like, I guess I feel great. I can't sleep and I keep shitting myself, but I guess everything's going fine in my life. But they seem to be doing pretty good. Uh, Tyler, he's still shittily rapping. So I guess, you know. <laughs> What, what are you gonna do you know those raps were just those are so bad yeah <laughs> they were so cringy yeah i yeah i cringe i was like Ooh. yeah so but that's the visit uh great the, the tension it's mm, it's really really fucking good like i said seriously give this movie a shot but katie who was your favorite character in the visit uh there's not a lot to choose from because the cast is really small for this film um, but I chose Becca. She's the the teen videographer girl, documentarian. Um, I don't know. I feel like she was the most consistent of all of the characters and wasn't insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Out of the, the good characters, the three good characters in the film, she was the most level-headed in the like in the situation i mean the mom was okay but she was only there for like the beginning and the end but i really liked becca and how she protected her brother and fucking took out that grandpa like (laughs) i don't know it was good it was she was really good what about you emma i said the kids i said becca was level-headed but almost a little too rigid sometimes but in the end that was good but tyler honorable mention to the kid who played tyler because that kid acted his ass off like that was phenomenal he did a great job i will say in m night uh i can't say it right i said it wrong for so many years slamming and movies i will say the kids that get picked for his movies usually are acting their asses off oh yeah really good from just about every movie I've seen, the children are probably the best actors in the room. Easily. But yeah, that was my choice. Micah, how about you? Becca was kind of it. I mean, there's not really much more to say. I just, yeah, I, there's there's not much to add. I mean, there, like he's a Katie man of said, many words, folks. Right, no, just like Katie said, there's not a huge cast. And no. she was... One of know, six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six to one. Yeah. Half a dozen of, I guess, her films. Yeah, so on this one, I don't have too much to add to that. Yeah. So my favorite character was, in quote, because I wrote it, I like how I wrote it, the allure of the grandparents losing it. It's, it's sometimes it's one of my favorite, uh, what's the word? Uh, something that happens a lot um in a movie trope trope it's probably one of my favorite tropes in a movie where you see someone falling apart and then you finally like oh shit i should have seen that you were losing it like for the longest you know i i really like that especially in horror movies and thrillers when people are slowly going crazy and you just you kind of see it you're like wait why did he say it like that why did he do that oh shit he's insane he killed her off screen we didn't even see that in this movie the grandparents at first they're like let's make cookies let's do this they're playing hide and seek and grandma's on all fours running like a dog and then she maps back into being normal I'm like what the fuck was that and then just all these crazy things grandma's just standing or sitting in a rocking chair laughing looking at a wall and becca's like that's really weird hey grandma you all right yeah i'm fine I'm like, what the fuck was that? And just every scene with the grandparents is just like another 5% of them not being normal. 
And I thought that was really cool. Cool to the point where Katie and I thought it was maybe magic, maybe aliens, some type of fairy tale situation. I was like, it's got to be something messing with them that's in this neighborhood or in the house. But then they didn't show enough of the house. I'm like, hey, it's not the house making them crazy. It's something external doing it. But then I was like, oh, no, they're not even the right people. I was like, fuck, that's so simple. Um, But no, it's just the grandparents losing it. I thought that was the best part of this movie. Because boy, howdy, when it finally clicks that these are insane people that broke out of a crazy spot and they're acting like my grandparents, I don't want to die it's like the best part of this movie. I was had a big old smile on my face. I like this is the best fucking part. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character in this movie? Uh, the deadbeat dad. <laughs> yep. Like fuck that guy. He ran out. One, he was a predator because he was like her teacher and like got her to leave her family and knocked her up and all this shit. And then, like, you know, stayed with them, stayed with the family for six or seven years and was the, and was all of a sudden like, oh, I'm going to go get some milk. My planet needs me. And just, like, <laughs> fucking left. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. He fucked those kids up so much. Like, the impact that a parent has on their children's psyche is incredible and you can see it in every adult you have ever met in your whole life um they react the way that they react in situations is because of the way that they were raised and because of how their parents the different things that happened to them when they were kids and growing up and these kids like aside from the fact that they murdered two people and were in a house with their dead grandparents for years and years and years their emotional baggage and damage is all coming from when their fucking deadbeat dad left them. So fuck that guy. Emma. <laughs> um, I wrote so much wrong, partially because of the grandparent situation, because of the deadbeat dad, the mom that was like, well, I really want to go on this cruise with my boyfriend. Yeah, sure, I'll put you on a train to people you have never met or never seen pictures of ever and just trust that you're going to hop off this train and go to the right people. Fucking absolutely not. You would never catch me dead. Never sending my child somewhere to be like oh yeah you're gonna go meet so and so i don't know who they are you've never met them you've never seen pictures no no thank you so i just wrote so much wrong nope that was my least favorite was all the wrong shit micah pop pop how dare you pull that move with that dirty ass diaper to the face oh no 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 that was low blow territory. I get it. I was, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, after that, I was out. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Screw you, Pop Pop. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, oh, and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> my least favorite character, and I wrote this all caps, not showing kids a pic of family. Yep. Now, I understand that you were like estranged from your family or something. <laughs> You got to have something, man, like no type of picture of you as a child. They never saw their mom as a kid or something like that. You have nothing or like like Emma said. Yeah, uh, little Bella, go see our grandparents. What do they look like? Old. That's it. That's all we get. Like, we're just looking for somebody with a sign that says they look like grandparents. Yeah. Walk this way, Bella. What if they what if they get kidnapped? Someone else takes their place or something. That's a really good idea. I should really like maybe go with you and then drop you off with them and then come pick them up. Sure, that's extra travel for you, but fuck it, you're a parent. Whatever. Like, she just let them go. And like I said, dumb choices have to happen for a movie to happen. So the second they got like just sent off, I was like, there's a there's a reason why she didn't see her see her parents when she sent the kids off. There's a reason. I just don't know the connection yet. 
negligence yep. is the reason. Jesus fucking Christ, man. It was she, <laughs> really stupid. Really, really stupid. So let's do seven word synopsis. So my first one is that's why you have pictures of grandparents. You know, <laughs> you know like, hey, here's a picture of me with my parents. I don't know why the faces are shaded out, but you know, that's that's me going to prom. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, why can't I see your grandparents? And then my last one is not bad, Shalamanan. Not bad at all. Katie. Yep. Uh Shalamanan hit us with a great twist. Grandma actress deserves award for creep factor. Yes. Yarp. He was doing the fucking most in this film. She was just absolutely incredible. And then call me Sherlock trying to figure this out. well first one is hansel and gretel but with crazy people hell yeah um what was it uh do you want to come back yeah i'll come back to it that hansel Uh, my first one is a 14 word hell yeah wonder if it was agatha all along Turns out this time it was not. <laughs> and then nowhere you won't find me. Crawl space. Yeah. Not yeah. even a little bit. That was a lot. Hey mom, you want to play hide and seek? Not there. <laughs> Go over there. Hey mom, we got a thing. Call a guy. No thanks. Uh, absolutely fucking not. Not my fucking kids and then deep darkies shotgun snackies nope murdalating crazies <laughs> i forgot about that there's a scene where pop yeah. pop he's just got a shotgun in his mouth and becca's like hey what you doing he's like oh, i'm just cleaning it i was like oh my lord <laughs> yeah he's like i swear i was just cleaning it nothing's going on here what's going on what's wrong what's clean it what's, with my mouth hole just, i'm just cleaning this here gun no and then my alliterative sundowner syndrome schizophrenia synmorphotelia cinematic siblings show hell yeah <laughs> micah did you remember your other one yeah kind of <laughs> my granny what crazy people you are <laughs> All the better to stab you with. Like, oh no. (laughs) All the better to grizzly bear. (laughs) I need you to get inside this oven right now and clean it all the way back. Get in there. She just stands there too after she closes the door and then she like giggles a little and opens it back up. She's like, that's better. (laughs) Right. If my grandma was like, get in the oven. Nah, I'm good. Bitch, you first. (laughs) Yeah, get in there. And I get halfway. She's like, get in there further. I'm doing the most spread eagle, long leg shit I can. I'm like, you're not closing this goddamn door. I'm <laughs> right? I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad if that door closed. I'm like, fuck that noise. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd be so mad at my grandma. She closed me in an oven. Woo. That movie wouldn't have been as long. The second she closed it, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just getting out fighting. I would have kicked that shit open. Uh, hi-ya. Oh, my legs are strong as fuck. I could kick a door of an oven open, like golden. <laughs> so, this film came out September 11th. Never forget 2015. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Oh Jesus! <laughs> the parent, the grandparents, they can't remember. So, uh, what do you guys think the budget for the visit was, Katie? Eight dollar dues. Eight dollar dues. Emma. Three dollar dues. Three. Micah. That's not a number. Shut up. <laughs> Six and a half dollar dues. Six point five. Six point five. Uh, what rule do we go by? Just closest. Closest. Closest in any capacity. Yep. Hey, Micah won. Congratulations, Micah. The budget was five dollar dues. So that was the money that he got from, I don't know, he probably did more than just mortgage his house. He probably did, did a GoFundMe. Yeah, 
but he had five million dollars to make this movie or not a gofundme a kickstarter that's what i meant right money please that's all it said (laughs) money please money Money now me from it's always sunny he had his mom fake like she had cancer to get money from people she's like money now the tagline on this kickstarter is just shalamanan does hansel and gretel i'd get 20 bucks (laughs) i'd drop 20 bucks for that Especially if he spelled it the wrong way. Money. If he spelled his own name wrong. <laughs> Shamamalan needs your money. Right. Hey, y'all. It's your boy, Shalamanan. It's your boy, Shalamanan. <laughs> B-O-I. It's your boy. Okay. Oh, so, Katie, how much do you think the box office was for the visit? <clears throat> uh, I said $53 dues. What a specific number. I just went Emma. weird. I was just like, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, weird. $75 dues. 75 Micah. I don't want to be mean, but $22 dues. Oh, no, I was mean. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but... Micah, I understand where you're coming from. I don't. But you shouldn't have been mean, because this shouldn't film have made $98.5 dues. Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I remember seeing this trailer and I was like, damn, that looks kind of good. But the stigma of the last three movies just stopped me from going. And I'm glad that it didn't stop other people. Because I was like, you ain't tricking me again, you piece of shit. <laughs> you ain't doing it. Yeah, fool me once. <laughs> yeah. Shame on you. Fool me seven times. Yeah, bro. Fuck. Last Airbender had a nasty taste in my mouth. I'm like, you ain't doing it again to me, bro. But everybody was like, damn, that was pretty good. And I was like, fuck, it was? Yeah. Shit, I should have watched it. But hey, Fine, we watched it. Yeah, I found a time to watch it. But no, it it did great. And like I said, this movie helped him continue his streak of pretty good movies. Right after this, he makes Split with James McAvoy when he plays like twenty four people, and he's a crazy, 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 crazy person. Um, and then we get the cool, I don't know, Avengers style movie with people from. Unbreakable and Split and Mr. Glass, they're all together and they're all trying to fight each other. So uh, I need to watch that one. Apparently, it's like a superhero movie, kind of. So he's back. And like I said, in park form. So I hope that he keeps doing good movies because, boy, howdy, man, we've seen the bad side of him doing movies. I don't want to see that again because it fucking blows. So if even if his movies don't have to be absolute bangers that make you know, eight times their money or a billion times, you know, I don't need to see that. I just need a solid movie. Hell, we watch movies that made 20 bucks, but everyone loves them. So just make a successful, engaging, entertaining movie. And you got me. Like I said, I watch movies that don't make shit and I love them. Absolutely. So, hey, collector, (laughs) those movies don't make their money, (laughs) but they're great. So come on now, give me that third fucking movie. Yeah, I need a third one, bro. It's not gonna happen. Fuck, I need hey, a third I one. I mean, if if Netflix doesn't do it, Amazon can always pick it up. They seem to be doing that a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, I just found out that there was a second and uh soon to be a third season of Tuca and Birdie because Netflix canceled it after one HBO season. HBO picked it up. Was it HBO? Yes. Okay. HBO picked it up and went, Oh, okay, well, we'll just continue it for you. Oh, that's right. It was Adult Swim. So it was cartoon. It was, you know, Adult Swim that picked it up. Oh, good. Yeah. It's by the same guy who did Bojack Horseman. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple of clips from it. It looks absurd. (laughs) The first season was was great. But yeah. But yeah, since if Netflix doesn't continue it, then get it picked up by Amazon or vice versa. Yeah, I just wish if I ever get all the monies, there's gonna be a couple of movies where I just Hey, here's a big bag of money. Finish the story, please. But it might not be that. Just finish the story, please. Like, I need the third Collector movie. I just need to know Arkin and the new girl. I just need them torturing the Collector. And then Collector's family comes to get them. And they all have to fight a family Collector's. That, that's my head or, Is what's going to happen. Or the collector is just this ultimate badass and still tricks them all. And then the last scene is them realizing that they've all been captured again. Oh, my God. They're in a bigger, like, collector house. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. Arkin's like, I just want to go home, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. 
I want that real bad. So does anybody have anything else to say about the visit? No, no, no. So that is the end of the show. Hey, Otis, that's an audio cue. So if you have any other cool fun facts about old people going crazy, you can tweet us at Allentown We have an email. It is We have a Facebook at So thank you so much. Studio Feeds Us for the artwork, everything. We'll talk to y'all about some more stuff. I need a Halloween theme one, us like pumpkins or something. Um, the music you listen to right now, if I did it right, and I usually do, that is flipping a combined effort, flipping a CE anywhere you can search for them. They're doing a ton of concerts. They're busy, busy little beavers out there. So uh, give them a listen to. They're great. So with that, we are done with Found Footage Month. And now, ladies and germs, children of all ages, we are now going to dance and tiptoe into the world of Stephen King. Hey, isn't that your favorite author, Otis? Goddamn right. And you know what? He made a lot of shitty <laughs> movies, but a couple of gems came out of that. So we're going to sit down and pick through the poop and find a couple of pretty solid Stephen King movies, and we're going to review them. So please stick with us and just enjoy yourself, because boy, howdy, I'm going to have some fun facts. Katie! has read a couple of Stephen King books. So I'm excited about that. So she'll have some fun facts. I think Emma and Micah probably have read a few. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Micah has. <laughs> uh, Emma was around. She's probably seen a couple of covers. So, <laughs> but no, it, this will be really fun. And I, I love doing What's the Difference because Stephen King likes to make really graphic books. So it'll be fun to talk about like, oh, well, that dude's head falls off in the, in the book. And they're like, oh. So like always, keep with us, and we'll be back very soon with another film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots? Oh, hey. I bet you thought this was the end of the podcast. Well, this episode comes with a twist. You're now starting over from the very beginning. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. Well, damn, that was spooky. Spooky. <laughs>